Carlos Rivera nursed the cup of coffee in his right hand. It wasn't cold yet, but it was getting there quickly. Another minute or two, it would be undrinkable. Not that he minded. He thought the claim that Seattle was home to the best coffee in the United States was a chiste. It had been a week since he arrived in Seattle, and this was the fifth different brand of coffee he had tried. He remained unimpressed. However, he knew next month Seattle would be invaded by Buenissimo, the best coffee south of the border. It would make his return trip more palatable. Yet a chance to sample Seattle's famous coffee was hardly the reason Rivera found himself far away from his family. Not that he had a choice. When Mr. Hernandez said, go to Seattle, he went, no questions, no protests. Yet this job made Rivera sick. He told himself he was a professional, and he could do this. It's what he told himself every time that Mr. Hernandez required him to do something distasteful. Rivera hated dipping a rival gang member's hand in acid. Neither did he care for shooting a man's beloved dog just to make a point. But this assignment? This one was exceptionally cruel. It was so monstrous in its nature that Rivera wondered if Mr. Hernandez even had a conscience anymore or a heart. Of course, Rivera could refuse, but he loved his family too much. He preferred ever so slightly this sordid existence over death, even if it was a half-step above. Choosing one over the other was about a fifty-fifty proposition. Rivera chose to live. Rivera shook his partner, Juan Morales, who had just dozed off in the passenger seat. It's time, Wake up. Morales rubbed his face and looked through the rain-speckled windshield at their target meandering down the sidewalk. The pulsing wipers swept away a handful of raindrops, gliding across the glass, creating a clean space for more raindrops to gather. That's him, Rivera said. He eased the car forward and stopped about ten feet past the target. With great precision and efficiency, Morales jumped out of the car and grabbed the confused boy. Jake resisted his abductor, yet was only able to make one muted call for help. Rivera secured the boy's arms and mouth. Morales snatched his legs. The boy squirmed and tried to kick free, but in less than two seconds he was in the back seat of the town car, wedged between the seat and Morales's left knee. It was a fight the boy had no chance of winning. His muffled cries went unheard. Morales grinned and patted Rivera on the back as they pulled away from the curb and headed down the street. We got him, Morales said. Rivera said nothing. He adjusted the mirror so he could only see Morales. Seeing the terror in the boy's eyes as Morales was wrangling him in the street was too intensely personal for Rivera. With a six-year-old son of his own, Rivera could hardly stomach this task, but he couldn't let this get personal. This was business, a business he had to conduct professionally and efficiently, or his own family might end up victims of Mr. Hernandez. Morales couldn't stop grinning as he basked in the moment of triumph, albeit a sick one. A twenty-eight-year-old man overpowering a six-year-old boy, one hundred eighty pounds his junior, he looked down at his catch, brooding over him with a gruff voice. Hola, Jakey boy.